0: Hello, good afternoon, welcome back to another episode of Soul Mood Podcast, I am your host Natalie and today I am going to share with you something that is weighing very heavy on my heart and I'm going to apologise now if my dogs start barking because this is the third time I've tried recording this and the previous two they have started barking and I live in a bungalow and I can't get away from them. They are absolute herberts. So if they do start barking, um, or if this podcast kind of gets stopped and then started at another, um, at like a random point in the conversation, that is why I, you know, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep recording this over and over again. So something's weighing really heavy on my heart today. And, um, Wow, like I really feel like this is part of my soul mission. As I have said before, I have been really deepening my spiritual connection this year in 2020 and I'm currently going through a soul work course. Step into your soul work. And it's been really unblocking a lot of things that I had standing in my way. It's the reason why I've started this podcast, actually, because in the very first week it came to me, it was a time for me to do this. Also, before I get into this, I just really want to acknowledge everybody that has listened to this podcast. Thank you so much. And for those of you that have also reached out to me and given me your feedback, I'm a firm believer that when your story isn't yours anymore, you share it because it will help somebody else. You know, a problem shared is a problem halved. But also what I have found in my own experience is when something is weighing heavy on my mind, or when I kind of get downloaded a message, and by downloaded, I mean that there is a thought that pops into my head that I cannot shake and I have to physically use my voice and talk about it. And I used to do this through live videos um, or through really long posts. But I understand now that my this is my source um, of communication. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know, it just is. Uh, it, it, I know that I have to talk about it because somebody else needs to hear that message. And that's the feedback that I've been getting from people, that it has been helping them or it's been bringing things up for them that they need to journal. So this is amazing. Like, and I, I really just want to say thank you for everybody that has taken the time to share your thoughts with me. Um, And also, you know, it's, it's totally okay if people don't actually agree with what it is that I'm saying, you know, this is a space where I'm saying, I don't really, it's, uh, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, just as long as you have one, right? And as long as you're actually using your free will to make choices for your best interests, and so I just really wanted to acknowledge everybody. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, you could share this podcast far and wide. Anyone that you ever that comes up for you when you're listening to something and you think, "Oh, this person needs to hear this message, please feel free to let them know. Um, because I am quite a rookie with this. I don't really know entirely what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm just uploading my thoughts and seeing where it takes us. So... Back in June, I learned that there are children, and this is very naive and, in a way, very ignorant. I I genuinely had no idea. I had no idea that this happened in the UK, let alone on my doorstep. But back in June, I found out that there are children, even where I live, that the only meal that they get each day is the meal that they have at school because their families are so poor. Now, I don't know if this is just a very middle-class way of thinking, but I genuinely believed that everybody had the same sort of things as what I did. Of course, we all have the same opportunities. We all have the same senses and, you know, bodies and, you know, things like that. But I genuinely believed uh, that there wasn't really such a thing as uh, as as like a poor poor family, and I don't live in a place that is um, you know full of people that are earning a lot of money, right? I live in a very small island that is it's the kind of place where where it used to be, the kind of place where if you went into a pub, your feet would stick to the floor. And, you know, everyone knows your name. And it's beautiful, really. You know, I didn't really appreciate how beautiful it was where I lived before. But it's very sort of the earth. That's how I kind of describe where I come from. You know, like, it's just, it's just normal. So I really did not know that there were people that were struggling to feed their children. And I don't know... If this is because of what I experienced when I was a child, I mean, food was never scarce when I was growing up, but there wasn't a lot of it. Like my mum never really had the money and especially when you're in senior school, you don't really want to be taking lunch into school. I don't even even know if we had the facility to take lunch into school. I actually don't think we did. Uh, You could have school dinners or you could go into the town and buy your lunch I think from memory, school dinners were like pound twenty-five, or they might have been like pound fifty. My mum didn't have that to give to me, so I couldn't afford to have school dinners. So the deal was that I had to go home at lunchtime and have my lunch. And we never really had anything at home, maybe like a bag of crisps or some toast or something like that. So, like I say, food for me, that's not scarce. Like, it wasn't that I had to starve, but we didn't have a lot. We never had a lot. And, you know, it's like the pressure of having a teenager, you know. In the end, I'd be like, Mum, like, please, like, just, can you please just leave me some money? She used to leave me, like, a pound a day. And you could get something for a pound. Uh, There were a lot of meal deals that used to go on as well from the local restaurants fish and chip shops and stuff and uh my favorite lunch was uh, a can of cherry coke <laughs> and uh, a bag of toffee crumble so yeah and i and i'd get a, a a bun an iced bun first thing in the morning for my breakfast like i'd make that pound stretch so i don't know if it's because i can i feel that I I feel that connection with not being able to afford something or whether it's a past life that is coming up for me where I lived in poverty, I don't know, or whether it's just because I am hugely compassionate and I hate suffering, needless suffering. I don't know. I don't know what it is that, that makes me feel so strongly about this. But when I found out that there were children that were in that position, I was like, what can I do? There must be something I can do. Like, there, there has to be something I can do. And at the time, the friend I was talking to didn't really give me too much. And I kind of got the vibe because I had a food business and I, and I didn't really understand the situation. And I was saying at the time, like, can I cook for these families? Can I cook for them? You know, I've got all of my certificates. I've got a five-star hygiene rating in my kitchen. Like, I can cook for them. I wouldn't be able to afford to pay for the food. But if someone could cover the costs of the ingredients, I could cook food for them. I could do the meals. And I don't know how that came across. I don't know if it was received as I was trying to make money. Like, I wasn't. I was just like, like, I physically, I, I, I can put some money towards it. But... I'm still one person that still has to contribute towards our own bills and my own family and keeping us afloat. But I can donate my time, which is, you know, the most precious commodity that we all have. I can donate my time. I can donate my services. I just didn't have the money to be able to fund. I didn't know how big it was, didn't know how many children were struggling but in that moment, I made a decision that I was going to do something about it. And maybe it wasn't going to happen now, but it was going to happen in the future. And so I decided, I started daydreaming as I do. And I was like, oh, you know, when I, when I finally get my house in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere you know, I can grow my own fruits and vegetables. And that'd be amazing because then I'd have all of these fruits and vegetables and then I'd be able to cook the food. Like maybe I could do that once a week and I can go and deliver cooked food to people. or I could have children, you know, I can, I can teach them how to cook, you know, and it's become a big dream of mine. And I was like, well, that'd be amazing. And I could name the garden after my granddad because he loved gardening and we all loved him. And, um, yeah this this dream was born and I wrote it down in, in June I told my friend about it I got really emotional about it and then I started kind of planting some broccoli and some carrots and stuff like I'm going to start doing it now I'm going to start learning how to do it now and they failed because uh, you know well my carrots kind of worked they'd come out very small and my broccoli got eaten by butterflies Uh, and then the wind kept knocking everything else over. And in the end I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start this again. (laughs) I'm going to start this again in a few months time. Uh, but at that same time that I decided that I was going to make that change, I learned that there was a, a footballer that was actually campaigning to, to help these children. And I thought, amazing, how cool is that? Like, I've picked up on the same energy. I didn't even know that this was a thing. I want to help. Oh, there's somebody out there that, that's, that's campaigning for it. Amazing, this is going to get all sorted. So I'll still have that dream kind of running in the background. That's, you know, I've always wanted to, ever since I've learned about nutrition, and how, you know, what we feed our minds and what we feed our bodies and what's in our internal environment and what's in our external environment um, affects everything. And my big thing that has been driving me for a long time is that I would love to be in schools and talking to children about that mindfulness and nutrition. And, you know, because I believe that if you help children at a young age understand what they put in their body and what they put in their minds, um, has such a, a huge impact on their outside world that we wouldn't have obesity, but we also wouldn't have depression. We wouldn't have anxiety. We wouldn't have bullying, you know, and I was bullied as a child. So there's all these things that I want to fix and I know it can all be, it can ultimately all come down to food and, and, and mindfulness so for me this all interconnected and i was like okay this is like my big dream this is this is this is what i'm what going to work towards and um you know i'm fully aware that it's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of income you know and the more abundance i receive the more i can the more i can give and that's how i operate law of compensation what you, what you put out you get back so this had sort of gone on the back burner, but I've been gradually making steps to make this a reality. Now I'm studying nutrition and, you know, I'm just doing a little bit at a time, I'm trying not to do too much all at once. And then I find out that our government have voted against funding these children's meals in the holidays. And that broke me this morning. It, it really fucking broke me. And I'm going to really try and hold it together because every time I've spoken about this so far today, I have been in pieces. And it really surprises me how emotionally triggered that I'm getting by this. Um, but it's obviously, my, it's obviously my thing. It obviously resonates so deeply with my soul. It feels like a soul mission. It feels like a sole purpose. It, you know I just there are no coincidences in life, and all of these things seem to interconnect and they, they feel like it 's something that 's pulling me like I have to fix this, I have to fix this, I have to do something i 'm one person i 'm not going to stop world hunger, but i can I can do something i 'm not willing to accept that it 's okay because it 's happened in the past and therefore it 's allowed to happen in the future. Fuck that. Not, absolutely not. I do not have that kind of mentality. I'm here to change things. That's what I'm here to do. We are all here to make the world better. I believe that. And it's okay if people aren't ready to step into that just yet, but I am. I'm ready to do that. So it really upset me. It really, really upset me this morning. And, and I've, I already kind of feel better for speaking about it, actually, because... Um, and being able to speak about it while I'm not in that, that, that real state of emotion that I was in earlier where I couldn't talk about it without crying. Um, yeah, I just, it, this was just, the, you know, part of the message that I wanted to share. So first of all, you know, part of this podcast today was that I really wanted to share about what it is that's triggered me and what, you know, some of my dreams are and my goals and, and, you know, and the reasons behind it. But also the book that I'm reading at the moment is Breaking Break in the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And if you don't know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is, he's absolutely amazing. Um, he's so wonderful. You know, please, please check out any of his videos. If you've got Gaia, I, I highly recommend it. Um, and... It's interesting that the chapter I was, I was reading, or I started to read yesterday, was about overcoming your environment. And I'm just trying to find, oh here you go, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from this book. Because the first thing that triggered me today was seeing that something that's so close to my heart is being made worse. And, you know, I'm a, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or if it was on one of the podcasts that I, that I recorded before this one and my dog started barking. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. <laughs> but my ex used to say to me, there's a last time and there's a last time. And I've used this analogy so many times especially when helping people with relationships you know there's only so much a person will take before they go okay no enough's enough and that's what this felt like to me today 2020 has been a really interesting year and for the most part for me it's actually brought a lot of joy into my life because it's made me do a lot of self-reflection and it's made me focus on what it is that I really want and it's brought my family closer together and I'm just I'm very grateful. I've become more grateful because I went inwards. I didn't focus on what was going on, on the outside for a long period of time. I did it in the beginning, but then I went inwards and I started doing the inner work. Um, but there are different things that have triggered people along the way. You know, the first thing was that I wanted to focus on helping people improve their health because I know how to do that. That was my focus. That was my vision. And then everything started coming to the surface about the children. I will do a podcast about that at some point. And when I say about the children, I mean human trafficking and child trafficking. Um, this was something that's, that's really close to my heart. And, and I was you know, actively kind of protesting and going out there and sharing information about it. And I knew that I wanted to make a difference. I knew that I wanted to change that. But that hasn't triggered me as much as... This triggered me when I found out about this. The emotion attached to children starving is undeniable how much that resonates with my soul and its purpose. So I've always known I wanted to do something to help children and I knew it had to be to do with nutrition and, and mindfulness, and that's still there and protecting them and, and helping them be better and, and, and be happier and live better lives. But this, this has been my, there's a last time, there's a last time. And this was a time when I was like, no, do you know what? I, I am speaking my truth, but also I've kind of like held it together pretty, pretty well, but there is no one, there is no one. That can turn around to me and say to me that this is okay. I I could I could listen to people giving their opinions on on any other subject and kind of just you know say okay it's okay that's their opinion that's their opinion you know I don't have to listen to it I don't have to accept it that's their opinion I just respect it. This is one of those things where for me I'm like no you want to come to me and tell me that, well, you know, unfortunately this is something that's just never going to change. No, no, I won't have that. I will not. And I will defend that. And that for me is really like the core of like a sole purpose or a sole mission, a sole mission. I don't know if it's my purpose, but it's definitely a sole mission while I'm on this planet to do something about this. I feel very strongly about it. So um, I just wanted to read, sorry, an excerpt from this, this book, and it's, um, it's titled How You Form the Habit of Being Yourself, okay? So as an effect of this neutral habituation, the two realities of the inner mind and the outer world seem to become almost inseparable. For instance, if you can never stop thinking about your problems, then your mind and your life will merge together as one. The objective world is now coloured by the perceptions of your subjective mind, and thus reality continuously conforms. You become lost in the illusion of the dream. You could call this a rut, and we all fall into them, but it goes much deeper than that. Not just our actions, but also your attitudes and your feelings become repetitive You have formed the habit of being yourself by becoming, in a sense, enslaved in your environment. Your thinking has become equal to the conditions in your life. And thus, you as the quantum observer are creating a mind that only reaffirms those circumstances into your specific reality. All you are doing is reacting to your external known unchanging world. So first of all, I just want to kind of like cover what he's saying there is what you think about you bring about and what you think about you become. So today when I was faced with a friend and it was totally coming from a heartfelt place saying, you know, I know it's sad, but the reality is this is never going to change. There will always be these children that are struggling. It's sad, but true. I won't accept that as a truth. But what this is saying here is that we all have these beliefs and we become who we are by reaffirming those beliefs all the time. It's not a bad thing that somebody feels like that, but it's just that the illusion that they've created is that that is reality. And in essence, what I'm saying is we create our own reality. My mantra of 2020 is we get what we allow. Because that's, that's all I see. That's all I see. Anyway, I'll continue. In a very real way, you have become an effect of circumstances outside of yourself. You have allowed yourself to give up control of your destiny. Unlike Bill Murray's character in the movie Groundhog Day, you're not even fighting against the ceaseless monotony of what you are like and what your life has become. Worse You aren't the victim of some mysterious and unseen force that has placed you on this repetitive loop. You are the creator of this loop. The good news is that since you created this loop, you can choose to end it. The quantum model of reality tells us that to change our lives, we must fundamentally change the ways that we think, act and feel. We must change our state of being because how we think, feel and behave is in essence our personality. It is our personality that creates our personal reality. So to create a new personal reality, a new life, we must create a new personality. We must become someone else. To change then is to think and act greater than our present circumstances greater than our environment. And I'm actually going to leave this podcast there and listen back to that as many times as you need to. Because we're all giving our power away in some way, shape or form. And we do get what we allow. So I just, the intention... Really, and I should have said this at the beginning of this podcast the intention of this message is that you receive it in such a way that you understand that if something emotionally triggers you to the point where you are sat there thinking, this has to stop. You don't need to wait for an outside circumstance to change for you to be able to create a change. And you might not be able to change the world. But you can make a change in someone's world that they will never forget. And then they could pay that forward because you gave that person hope, because you fed that person, because you stuck up for that person, whatever it is. So please, please receive this message as permission to know that you can be greater and are greater than any problem that you face and anything that you are emotionally connected to. And I'd just like to finish this as well by saying that if any of this resonated with you, please of course reach out to me and tell me, but in particular, if any of this resonated with you with helping children um, not be hungry... And, you know, fuck, getting through 2020 together and making sure that we're at least doing something to help those that do not need to needlessly suffer. And you think that you could bring something to the table or you've got some good ideas or even if you're not sure if they're good ideas, but you want to run them past someone, please message me. I don't know what I'm going to do but I've got to do something and together we can always create so much more. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I feel better for getting it off my chest. I hope it's helped in some way, shape or form. I hope this is going to help someone and um, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day.